The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum to all our listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for today's day and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that we all had a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM on 26th of September 2019. And casting its positive vibe for all our lovely people in Luton and surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable Harper and Bedford. And our positive airways reaching all the listeners who are listening us using Inspire FM app or website, or you can also view us using Facebook page. Yes, all you have to do is go to Facebook and just type Inspire FM and uh, click on the live link of Facebook. If you're listening this show on Sunday or any other Thursday, that means it's repeat. But hey ho, today is 26th of September 2019, so that means it's a live show. As we all know, we cover different health-related topic every single week. And as we have said last week, that we will be covering a very unique topic this week, which is uh, Luton Fight Flu means uh, Luton Flu Fighters means uh, children's flu vaccination program in Luton schools. Yes, you have heard me correctly. We are talking about uh, flu vaccination program in Luton schools. And definitely, I'm not the person who will be talking about this topic. I have plenty of guests today with me today. Uh, and so instead of me uh, asking everybody or uh, uh, holding everybody back, let me jump in and let me introduce our guest today. So joining me in the studio is uh, our very own uh, people who will be, uh, who have, uh, who's not new to Inspire FM. They have been here uh, previously as well and they are today joining us as well. So from, uh, uh, instead of me explaining them, let me, let me ask them to explain. And introduce themselves. Let's start with you, Rebecca. Hi, I'm, I'm Becky. I'm the team manager for the school immunisation team. So we go out and vaccinate all of your lovely children at school when they're due for their vaccinations. Perfect. Becky and uh, Barbara? Hello, everyone out there. My name's Barbara Hamill. I'm the immunisation manager for Luton, Milton Keynes, Bedford and Hertfordshire. But I'm here for Luton today. Okay, and and joining shortly us uh, will be uh, brother Abdul Ghafoor AG, uh, and he will be representing the local community and the Luton Council mosques as well. 
So uh, today we will be talking, as, as the topic suggests, we will be talking about school uh, vaccination programs for children. And if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic today, please, please, please do send us text messages and send us your questions via text messages or WhatsApp or even on a Facebook page. Uh, but please don't call us uh, or if you want to call us, uh, just call us and give your question so we can we can ask those questions to our guest. Because today is a show which is uh, fully packed with questions and informations and, and details of what we are doing and how we are doing certain things. So it's it's very important uh, to be on, on the pathway or in st uh, and strictly following the A to Z of the whole show in many different ways because it's it's uh, we are trying to squeeze the whole thing so if you have any questions or queries please 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 do get in touch with us by texting us or whatsapping us on 0 471822 or I repeat 0 471822 or you can send your questions or text messages using uh, Facebook app or Facebook page or live link So uh, let's uh, let's start our show. Uh, so let's uh, ask our lovely guest, what is flu? Because definitely we are talking about flu, and we we'll really like to know what flu is and why it is important. Well, flu occurs every year. It's usually in winter, and mm -hmm. that's why it's sometimes called seasonal flu. Mm -hmm. But the flu season starts round about the beginning of September and usually goes through to the end of March. Mm -hmm. It's a highly infectious disease with symptoms that come on very quickly. Colds are much less serious and usually start gradually with a stuffy nose or a runny no uh, stuffy or runny nose and a sore throat. A bad bout of flu can be much worse than a heavy cold, so must not be confused with a cold. Flu is a debilitating disease, and if you have a health condition that leaves you more at risk, you can have some very unpleasant complications. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just bear in mind it's a highly infectious disease and can be caught very easily if you come into contact with somebody who has got the uh, the flu virus. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as you have mentioned, that flu virus is uh, seasonal. Um, is there a way we can safeguard ourselves uh, from flu? The only way to safeguard is to have the flu vaccination, mm -hmm. and it's a yearly vaccination. Yearly vaccination. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, in terms of uh, vaccination, because you said it's a yearly vaccination, so. I presume it just lasts for a year or so? It lasts for a year because the reason being is that each year we look at the southern hemisphere to see what's happening, e.g. Australia, to mm -hmm. see what viruses are circulating. Then the World Health Organization has to make a, an informed decision as to what is likely to come over here and what are likely to be the viruses. Mm -hmm. So then there's a new component of a, the vaccine is then made with a new component. It's really like making a, a cake. Mm -hmm. You know, one year it's that recipe and then another year it's another recipe, a different recipe, according to what's been circulating in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. So they then make that judgment and then ask the manufacturers to, ma uh, to manufacture the flu vaccine. And that's why it's different each year. Mm -hmm. So we have to have a vaccine each year. Okay, so that means uh, people who are vaccinated this year, they need to... They do, yes, every year. 
Okay. And that's so, for children and uh, adults. Adults. So when uh, when you said season, so what's the season start date? The season start date is around about the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. It's when the vaccine becomes available. Usually the vaccine is guaranteed towards the end of September, the beginning of October. Mm -hmm. So people who are uh, so children, well, Becky will di will discuss the children's program. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Becky, let's come to you and as you are um, uh, you're looking after children's sites. So why do kids who are healthy and active and eating well need new immunization to be honest to start with? Let's put flu on one side. Why they need immunization? The thing is with children, they the, the, as long as they're healthy, that's great, but they are really susceptible to picking up, especially with flu. Mm -hmm. um, they're not the, uh, let's say they don't like to wash their hands maybe very often, and you know they might be sneezing into their hands, yeah, not often, necessarily yeah. washing their hands after the toilet. So we have to make sure that uh, we're protecting them. Mm -hmm. um, and vaccination is the best way to protect them. Alongside the World Health Organization quotes that alongside clean water, vaccination is the, is the best way to make sure that we are healthy. Um, and vaccinations are rigorously tested, so we know that they are they are really, really good at protecting. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter how well your diet is. A, a virus or a bacterial disease will, will catch up with you if, um, if okay. it's spreading. And, and when it comes to flu okay, itself, as you said, they are very susceptible to have uh, catch any kind of virus whatsoever. So when they catch a virus, especially f something like flu, so uh, how do we know that it is flu and not a common cold? Because this is something which happens quite often. It is. Because uh, being a father myself, pa a parent, uh, it's not easy to understand whether it is flu or not. And, mm. and sometimes you see a child who's extremely gone yes. for things which you know that no, that child is not like that. Yes, I mean a cold and, and even a really bad cold. A lot of parents do mistake that, and and you can hear them when they phone up the school and say, you know, my child's not going to be in today because they've got the flu. But a cold, you will find that after 24, 48 hours, they might not be a hundred percent back to their normal bouncy selves, but they are. You know, they can get up and about. Flu mm -hmm. can put you out of action for a good week, maybe two. You can't get out of bed. Um, makes it difficult for you to eat and drink and then that's when the risks come about because you can become dehydrated as well mm -hmm. um, and that's when other other complications can come about right okay so uh in terms of flu when when we talk about flu with children's the only thing comes in play is the flu nasal drops yes and when flu nasal drop comes in the sometimes uh, one of the common questions used to be asked is does it have something Yes. So uh, so the nasal flu vaccination does contain porcine gelatin. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what we found. We had, in 2017, we commenced a study of a defined group in Luton um, of schools where the uptake for the nasal flu vaccination mm -hmm. um, was drastically, dramatically lower than the rest of the Luton schools. And theoretically, we know exactly the reason why, but we had to make sure that we were able to give the correct information. Um, having less children vaccinated poses a higher risk for the children attending those schools, their parents and their families and their community around them of catching flu and mm -hmm. spreading it a lot faster. Um, so what we did was we asked the parents at those schools 
gave them the information. This is the this is the choice. This is there is a vaccination. However, it mm-hmm. does contain porcine gelatin. Um, that is the only way to protect your child against flu and ask them to come back with us. So we had the evidence to say, mm-hmm. you know, these parents want to protect their children, but if this is the only option, it's it's really controversial, and these these parents are having to make a really hard decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said uh, a school has taken participation. So which school was it, Barbara? It was Maidenhall School, and mm-hmm. I would just like to say the parent engagement was over 210 parents. Mm-hmm. So we got, you know, a very good uh, critical mass to inform us what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Even though I must stress that the nasal flu is clinically the best option, mm-hmm. But parents were saying, well, you know, no, we can't have that. The, ina- the injection mm-hmm. was an option, better okay. than nothing. Let's, let's, uh, let's uh, slightly scope it a bit more about mm-hmm. what's the difference between the nasal flu vaccine and the injection vaccine. Uh, taking, side, uh, taking one thing aside, which is the poke gelatin out, why the nasal is always being promoted and say that it's better? Because it's protecting against, it's it's a quadrivalent, it's protecting against four viruses, mm-hmm. whereas the inactivated isn't. Okay. It's, it's, it's more designed to have th- make the best immune response for, um, for the children okay. and young people. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the... Uh, children who have long-term conditions, they've been given injections uh, by the GP surgeries? Well, those who have long-term or at-risk conditions, there's still the first option is the nasal, mm-hmm. because, again, clinically the best option. However, if they can't have that, then they can have the inactivated. If, if it's contraindicated, they can then have the inactivated, okay. which is the injection, so, the jab. Uh, and and uh, what are pre- let's let's talk about nasal flu for a, a nasal flu vaccination for a second. Uh, in terms of the nasal flu vaccinations, uh, what ingredients are there which make it active? Sorry, people like myself who do not know much about. Uh, I mean, it's it's the combination of of how it's put together. But mm-hmm. the most important, I suppose, it's it's grown on um, originally on on a pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's because that's a very good medium to grow a, a, a vaccine on. Oh right. So that's okay. why it's used. It's it's not used just because they think, oh yes, it'd be a good idea to do to use that. It's for a very good reason that it's it's a very good medium in which to um cultivate a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Whereas the uh, the inactive one which is injections are not. It's not grow, grown on. Uh, it's, it's got no pig content whatsoever. Okay, cool. Okay. And, and can I just say at this point as well, the inactivated, this is given to adults mm-hmm. who are at risk and, you know, pregnant women. The adults do not get the porcine. Mm-hmm. It's a vaccine without the porcine. Mm-hmm. So I want to promote the the flu vaccination in adults as well, particularly mm. those who are at risk. So they should come forward because there's no porcine element whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and what, uh, sorry, uh, in terms of at-risk, can you, if you don't mind, explaining what the at-risk group is uh, for, for our uh, listeners? Okay. There, for example, anybody who has a severe asthmatic, if you've got a child with a severe asthma and needing regular inhaled steroids, you've got diabetics, you've got children who are... Um, 
um, just trying to, uh, who've got neurological uh, conditions, maybe cerebral palsy. There's a, a whole, uh, there's a, there's a whole raft of conditions, but your the GP will mm. invite anybody, any child who has got a chronic health condition. Okay. Okay. Um, so anybody with a serious heart serious problem, heart problem yeah. uh, asthma, yeah, asthma, uh, diabetic, the, um, somebody who's had a uh, who's who's got no spleen. There's there's lots of uh, immunosuppressants. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And and care especially. Yes. One of the one of the group uh, in that is care, and the reason behind it is because uh, if carers themselves are protected, they make sure that people who they care of or care about is is there as well very, very important and also bearing in mind as well that there are children who care mm -hmm. who are, have a caring role you know mm -hmm. there's often there's quite a lot of teenagers out there who who care who have a caring role so they might not fit in under the eligible group mm -hmm. to because they've got no um health pro problem mm -hmm. uh, and they're not in the healthy uh, schools uh school age program, school age program. but they are eligible because they're a carer Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, in terms of the um, flu itself, now, uh, if if you don't mind me asking, uh, what are the symptoms of flu and how it differ from the normal common cold for everyone, uh, Rebecca, if you don't mind, and and yeah. Jackie, uh, uh, Barbara, Barbara, uh, <laughs> and Barbara. Sorry, uh, uh, if you if you can give uh, our listeners uh, a general guidance because. Uh, sometimes it's uh, they most people uh, as you uh, mentioned uh, uh, Becky that uh, kids sometimes parents do mistake themselves mm. even in adults as well we do the same mistake so is, yeah. is it like pretty much same or is it different or it's slightly change there are some similarities yeah. with the stuffy nose the sore throat the feeling you know your head's feeling a bit muzzy but with flu with with a cold you can still realistically get on with your life mm. and go about your doing your daily duties although you might not feel like you really want to mm -hmm. but with flu it is really debilitating so you could be in bed as i said for a week two weeks unable to move for children devastatingly they can't go out and play with their friends because you know they physically couldn't do that because it would make them very poorly very high temperature they could have some chills headache um, achy muscles very 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 tired um, and like I said for some children um, particularly little people if they have this it can lead to hospitalization because they, their bodies just can't cope oh, wow Ouch. so not good yeah exactly and and also what uh, to also remember that if you if a child isn't vaccinated mm -hmm. but lives in an extended family where you've got vulnerable adults mm -hmm. or vulnerable you know even other vulnerable young uh, children mm -hmm. and they come home with a virus then that has an impact on the whole family wow wow that is that is really really deep i must say uh, on that note let me involve our listeners as well so listeners if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic please 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 get in touch with us by texting us on 0779481822 i repeat 0779481822 and share your questions your thoughts regarding the flu vaccinations uh in these schools uh, which we are piloting just in luton for uh nine schools um so please get in touch and and share your thoughts uh, your experience if your child already been to medina school last year and had a flu jab please get in touch with us let us know what was the outcome can i also add one yes yeah, sorry barbara sorry 
Can I also add one thing that um, fluids caused by a virus? Mm -hmm. So if parents think, mm -hmm. oh, yes, um, my child's got the flu mm -hmm. and think that antibiotics will help, Fix it. it won't mm -hmm. because antibiotics uh, work on bacteria, uh, not on viruses. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. Uh, in terms of the uh, Maidenhall School, because as you mentioned earlier, the Maidenhall School was being piloted last year, and I'm, I'm one of those parents myself who was involved in that uh, 200, uh, 210 uh, parents uh, when we were getting consulted, and we were very happy that... Um, uh, when we uh, when we uh, raised it because mm -hmm. I remember my son was uh, uh, in in uh, in in uh, what do you call what's uh, what's the school what's the class before first class reception, reception. reception. thank you so much <laughs> I, I, my mind just gone blank, unfortunately. <laughs> so I remember Becky was uh, there with the team and they were consulting us that, uh, what do you reckon about it? And I loved it. And that's one of the reasons, mm. alongside myself, there are the parents who suggested that. And, and, and uh, last year it was run in Maiden Hall. And we were very, very um, glad and thankful to Barbara, who, who literally uh, uh, brought that in. So firstly, tell us uh, what was the problems and how did you manage to overcome those problems? because it was not a national program. It was something which you have uh, fight for it, isn't it? Yes, well, it was Public Health England, and I work for Public Health England. And because we couldn't, we were looking at the this uh, school age and uh, across Luton, and the uptake was so low. And it had been low for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And anybody who went in and provided the service always came back and said, we can't make it any better. We can't increase it, improve it, because the issue is the poor scene gelatine. Mm -hmm. So I then thought, well, is that a perceived or is it real? Mm -hmm. we, ha we had no real evidence. So that's when we started to write, we need to look at this. So we looked at the evidence, we wanted to gather evidence and obviously that's engaging with parents, engaging with the community, which we did. And then we saw, yes, it is because it came out very clearly the reason. Because before that, consent we weren't getting any consents back at all so we didn't you know we didn't know it was just you know is it is are they voting with a feet and they don't want it or are they just not bothering returning the consent forms mm -hmm. so our first year of the study was getting consents coming back and parents telling us why and also having the parent engagement sessions mm -hmm. and from that we learned that it was absolutely the porcine gelatine mm -hmm. so then we we decided locally we would offer an alternative in the study to see would those would the parents then really allow their children to have the the vaccine if the if this was on offer mm -hmm. and and, the, and we did have a very good result and how did you manage to pick maidenhall as a as a as a pilot project or as a study project because we looked at an area which was, we wanted to look at a discrete area which was Bury Park, mm -hmm. and Maidenhall was one of the schools in, in that. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, there were six schools altogether, and we engaged with all six schools. But we decided that we would go with Maidenhall, number one, because it has, there's a lot of children in there, in that, so we, would, we could you know, influence and, and raise the percentage, which hopefully by quite a bit 
and also the school was very engaging with us. So it was a, it was a good start. The, the staff in the school and the head teacher have been absolutely superb in you know, enabling this to happen. And, and also Becky as the provider has also been mm. superb. So all I working say, together. Yes. And of course yourself. You've been, you've been involved, which has greatly influenced and Abdul as well. Mm -hmm. So we've all been working in partnership together. If we hadn't done that, I don't think we would have had probably as good a result as we, because it was the, you know having the local intelligence as well. Indeed, indeed, so and, and it, it helped a lot. So in terms of Maidenhall School, uh, so sorry I've cut you at that time when you were explaining me about the engagement, that 210 engagement was done with the parents, uh, 210 parents, and then what happened after that, sorry? So then we, we obviously um, looked at the consents coming mm -hmm. back and then we, we realised, yes, we will offer the, um, as we said, you know, we, we listened to the parents, mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing, and decided locally that we would offer an alternative and then Becky can take it from there. Yes, so the alternative. So the, the, the year after we got the consents back, we had to obviously continue with the, the nasal spray, but the overwhelming response on the no consents mm. was because of the poor sign content. Mm. Last year, we were able to offer two different vaccinations. We have to still continue to offer the nasal spray. But then i like to... Sorry, Becky, I have to stop you over no, there. No, no, no. Because unfortunately, the time has passed really quickly and we are approaching towards break. And when we come back from the break, i like you to continue from there. Of course. And, and uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Brother Abdul has been stuck uh, at work. So he said he, he sent his apologies, but he said he he's more than happy to join us over the phone. So on the other half, mm. Abdul will be there. So at least we will know. We can take his view as well. So guys, don't go anywhere. We will be right back after these short messages. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for the evening uh, and today we are talking about ch uh, children's school vaccination program, uh, especially flu vaccination program. With our guest today, we have uh, Becky uh, from uh, Children's Services, uh, Children's Immunization Team. We have uh, Barbara from uh, Public Health uh, England. And we have uh, Brother Abdul Ghafoor who will be joining us over the phone. This program is broadcasting live broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 26th of September 2019 and uh, casting its positive vibe for all our lovely people in Luton and the surrounding areas of Luton. Uh, good evening and welcome back. 
Before we went on break, I did ask Becky to tell us about uh, how the school vaccination program went. But before I went, I, I call in. I'll uh, introduce you guys back again. Uh, I think so, brother Abdul Akbar is with uh, uh, Abdul Ghafur is with me. Assalamualaikum, brother. Are you with us? Waalaikum assalam. Thank you so much, brother, for joining us over the phone. I'm so sorry that you are stuck at work still uh, with your stuff. That, uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. And as you have already heard, uh, joining uh, in the studio us uh, with us is uh, Baki and Barbara. Good, Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Hi. Right. Uh, before we went on break, uh, Baki was telling us about uh, the um, uh, how the uh, in- interaction went well in in Maiden Hall. So sorry, Becky. No, no problem. Um, so yes, last year we were able to offer the two vaccinations. We still have to offer the nasal spray because, as we've said, that's the the choice, the, the given choice is the, mm. the preferential vaccination. But it was lovely to be able to offer what the parents have been asking for uh, an injection. A injectable version of the flu vaccination mm-hmm. with no porcine content. Um, so absolutely was a resounding success. The percentage of the children that were vaccinated in school, therefore protecting themselves, each other and their families and friends, more than doubled um, within the school. Um, and so that was just fantastic. And I think the children very, very well behaved. Loved getting their sticker and their certificate after, which yeah. is very important. So in, in overall, when we finished the year last year, how many, uh, what was the difference between the year last year and the year before last? So the first, when we were only offering the nasal spray, it was about 24% of the school mm. took the vaccination. And when we offered the both of them last year, it was 54% mm-hmm. of the school. So fantastic. Over half the school were, were protected. Perfect, perfect. And and um, I remember, Barbara, you have kindly invited us, all of us, to the uh, National Immunization Conference. Uh, can you put some light on so I can then pass it to Brother A.G. to tell us his success story over there? <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it, it was... It- it was such a success story that we were we managed to increase the uptake and protect so many more children mm-hmm. in Maidenhall when we offered the alternative that we were asked to present at the National Immunisation Conference and uh, as I said before it, ha- it was it had such a good result because we all worked together as a team school yourselves mm-hmm. uh, Abdul Becky the provider and, and, and Public Health England to actually make a ch- make a change, and we listened uh, to parents. So therefore, it was something that the national conference wanted us to, mm-hmm. um, you know, illustrate. And mm-hmm. for us, it was a celebration. It is indeed, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like the presentation of uh, AG as well. AG, can you put some light on, please? Um, so I need a small bit to tell you the truth. I think it was a really good overall presentation of how to engage communities, mm-hmm. of how the health services are listening and recognizing the challenges in rolling out um, healthcare provision. I think that it really, really reflected well on the efforts that everybody in and around Luton and the support of PHE um, Public Health England in, in um, sponsoring the study really and uh, enabling the study to take place, um, I think showed a very open-minded approach um, that was absolutely focused on health outcomes. In terms of the, the roles of mosques, uh, I think it was well supported by um, some of the imams locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Imam Rehan had 
done a number of sessions with parents at Maidenhall mm -hmm. and uh, it had been promoted across the mosques and within the Muslim community and, and had a very positive response. Um, in fact, I, I still uh, get messages as we're promoting it locally from other towns and areas that are asking about how they could make it happen and parents of other schools as well asking why they're not part of, the, of this year's pilot um, or this year's uh, research activity. Mm -hmm. So it, there's definitely a lot of interest. Okay, let's ask Becky how many schools are involved in this one? So this year the feasibility study is still ongoing and we've broadened it completely. So we've got Maiden Hall and then we've got the other schools that are in our original study. So we've got Denby Primary, Downside Primary, Icknield Primary, Beechwood Primary and Leegave Primary. And we're also including Oakwood Primary, Olive Tree Primary, Rabia and Meria. Okay, so there are six uh, national schools. There are the six um, public schools. Public schools and then um, four faith schools. Four faith schools, sorry. So there are ten schools, sorry, my mistake, yes, I thought ten. it's nine schools. So there are ten schools altogether. And and uh, I, I believe you already have engagement events uh, planned and some already happened. Yes, and some, some of them have already happened. Some of them we're going out. So we're, we're quite happy um, going out to the schools. We're going along um, next week next friday to um denby primary to join their macmillan coffee morning to mm -hmm. talk with parents there if they have any questions um and it can be I, i'm quite happy to stand up in front of everybody and, and give them a, a a talk about what happens or i'm quite happy to sit there and just have a cup of tea and a bit of cake and answer questions to help um help with what's going on with the flu vaccination and why we're doing it very differently to everybody else mm -hmm. and the ones where you already engage like uh you already been to already uh, been to maiden hall um and we've already been to icknield Mm -hmm. And what's the response from the parents? They're really happy. Maiden Hall, obviously, they had it last year. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, 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 the amount of parents that wasn't the same as the year before, because obviously they're quite used to it. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, parents are really happy to have the vaccination. There are some parents who still have concerns mm -hmm. um, and suggesting they're going to go to the GP to have the alternative vaccination. And I think it's really important to make parents aware that if your child is healthy, and the, um, the only option is the nasal spray, then in schools is the only place that we can offer the alternative. Your GP surgery is, would not be able to offer it. It is only through the school project. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, for the years uh, from... from uh, the whole of primary school, so reception up to year six. Okay, so from reception onwards till year six. Yes. And that is age four till... Four to 11. Four to 11. And, and what about secondary schools? They need to... Now, at the moment, and I think it's stopping there for a while yeah. with just primary schools. Again, it's primary school children who are the the, the super spreaders. <laughs> <of flu. Yeah. laughs> That's why it's staying there. Yes, yeah. Yeah. unfortunately, that is uh, that is pretty uh, pretty accurate in some cases because most of the time when uh, kids got ill, they they bring their illnesses with them at yeah. home. <laughs> And, and also, can I just say, because some parents, I think, are a bit worried as, because, and that's one of the reasons they want to go to the GP, because they think that, you know, it's um, they're, they're qualified nurses there and they're more uh, able to give uh, a vaccine. Mm -hmm. But, Becky, explain your team. Yes, this is our job day in, day out. Every single school day, we're, we're out at schools providing the vaccinations, whether it is the flu one, whether it's the, the meningitis vaccination for year nines, the HPV vaccination. We're out every single day of the school mm -hmm. um, calendar vaccinating. So this is what we do. We're, we're very used to managing and coping with children when they're not particularly happy to see us. Um, <laughs> and we have a lot of support from schools. So um, I think that was one of the one things that 
with Maiden Hall was actually how how helpful having the engagement of the the children, mm-hmm. uh, the staff at school, and helping us. Yes, we were all qualified nurses, um, and as I said, we've been doing this for for quite a while now. And I, I must say, the engagement uh, in regards of those, um, how was the engagement going on with those uh, four uh, Islamic schools or private schools? So we haven't been able to, um, we've, we've we had lots of discussions with schools and with the school staff mm-hmm. um, and um, providing them with lots of literature and, and posters explaining the good news of the fact that we've been able to broaden um the vaccination choice but again I think it's as Barbara said it's that un, um, being unsure especially with some of the schools when it is just primary school age children and they've not had us in before because they don't have any other vaccination programs with us this is a very mm. new thing for their parents so I'd just like to reassure them that we are qualified nurses this is what we do and you know we really want to protect your children from flu mm-hmm. and you did get some comments didn't you that they didn't think they needed the vaccine Yes, some of the comments from parents who, who are saying no, they don't want it, are that they, they don't feel their child needs the vaccination. Eiji, your comments? Uh, on the point that you don't want the vaccination, do you mean? Sorry? I think, yeah, when we, when we discussed some of the challenges um, yeah. that came back from the research in the first year, I think one of them, although we felt it was quite low down, was a misunderstanding of the flu, a misunderstanding of the risk um, to their children, mm-hmm. uh, and also a uh, misunderstanding about what's actually in the vaccination, whether it's absolutely necessary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because as I've spoken to some of the Islamic schools, um, I hear some of those as well. So it's not that it's not that they are um, ungrateful for the opportunity. I think they they like the fact mm-hmm. that there is an alternative that is suitable for members of the Muslim community and others that. Um, don't appreciate having forcing uh, uh, derivatives um, in any type of medication. Mm-hmm. However, the, one of the, the parts I've heard is around is the vaccination actually necessary itself, um, which I think is absolutely an education piece. I've been trying to push back on and saying it's not just perhaps the child, although of course the child being of sick has an impact on the school, mm-hmm. but also other vulnerable members of the family, others within the community that that child will interact with as well. So I think this is really important. We need to uh, appreciate that it's something that changes year on year. It's not something that is easily manageable, that it does have a significant health risk. Actually, in one of the messages I sent out um, via my own broadcast and social media, um, I did highlight a number of cases that were in mainstream media of children, unfortunately, that died mm. as a result of um, complications, as a result of flu. Um, and you can just have a look on BBC News and see instances like this. Really harrowing, shocking examples mm. and something that I think we've often taken for granted. Yes, indeed. And I've seen um, your uh, social media activations. And I must say, they are quite um, quite good response and quite normal response as well. Because if, if I just read some of the comments and questions which were there... Uh, from them and on sorry on that note let me introduce our listeners as well I forgot to ask our listener to send any questions so listeners if you have any questions or queries please uh, please please get in touch with us by uh, texting us uh, whatsapping us on 0777 I repeat 0777 or alternatively you can send your questions on Facebook page as well uh, but yeah uh, on this note let me highlight those questions which were sent to us uh, through their social medias uh, uh, in last in last weeks because one of the things uh, uh, there are parents who are saying the letter has gone to Iqbal primary school and there are other schools as well we 
been mentioned uh, they were saying that uh, the other parents were saying our, pa our kids do not go to those schools so how can we have uh, a non pork gelatin so Becky so people or, or Barbara who the, the kids who do not go to those schools unfortunately at this point it's still a study mm -hmm. and once the study is complete it will be the the national uh, you know the higher up will be looking at the results mm -hmm. and looking at then what the next step will be mm -hmm. because don't forget this was a local decision so then it has to become a national policy decision you know mm -hmm. a change Right, and then in order to make this change happen, we need to take as much part as gather possible. The, and gather the evidence. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so one of the things which we do like to know is that if, if you can, if your, if your kid's going to these 10 schools, which are? Which are Maidenhall, um, Denby Primary, Downside, Icknield, Beechwood, Leegrave, Oakwood, Olive Tree, Rabia or Meria. Okay, and and you already have engagement with two schools, right? You have already have engagement with uh, yes, uh, Maidenhall, which was this Tuesday. Yes, and and another school was which was last week. It kneeled last week, um, last and out week. at Denby. Okay, and if if you are if your kids go to any of these ten schools, please, uh, you may have received a, a letter or a template which says. Uh, a, a, a consent form is there and then on the bottom of the consent form it gives you two pictures one is uh, an injection one and one is the uh, child getting an, uh, a, a nasal uh, drops so yep yeah, please take the top uh, take the ones which you like prefer uh, and and get the job done because definitely uh, it is important. It is very, very important. As uh, Brother Abdul Ghafu uh, said earlier, that uh, it is really important. All on us is said as well. So uh, I was highlighting some of the questions which was asked. Uh, uh, yeah, what age group vaccines to be offered to? Sorry, this is one of the other questions which was highlighted on the group. So the, uh, the flu vaccination, if your child is um, in an at-risk group, they can have the vaccination from six months old at the GP surgery. Mm -hmm. um, two and three-year-olds, all two and three-year-olds, again, are offered the nasal spray unless mm -hmm. they medically can't have the vaccination at the GP surgery, and then all children four to 11. Mm -hmm. If your child's older than 11, then like the rest of us adults who need to go to somewhere and buy it <laughs> <laughs> unless unless they're at risk. unless they're in an at-risk group and yeah. then they have it their gp surgery okay. for free mm. and and gp surgeries do not give um vaccines to kids between the ages of they will always offer nasal spray to children between the ages of yeah um between the ages of two and eleven unless there is a medical reason and you're allergic to mm -hmm. the components in the nasal spray or you um yes one of those sort of type of things or if you are um, immunocompromised severely immunocompromised live mm. with someone that's severely immunocompromised mm. there has to be a medical reason for you not to be able to have the nasal spray um, in general terms in general terms okay uh, so yep yeah, uh, and and one of the other ones is some parents have feared that giving any flu vaccines to kids are harmful for them your comments I think it's it definitely in the, the day and ages that we're living in today that um, having vaccines very, very well researched, very, very, um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, very well researched, and we yeah. know that they really do work. Um, mm. And with regards to the, the measles vaccination and how that rate, those rates have dropped and how measles is coming back, it just shows how, how vaccinations do work. 
I mean, I, I, I would say, I mean, vaccines are safe. They're rigorously tested before they become available on the market. Um, they're the greatest contribution to health, vaccines and clean water. Mm -hmm. And we're very lucky in this country to have such a safe, robust and well-researched childhood vaccine program which you know we are protecting children and it's not a random program I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm including flu but I'm including all the other childhood vaccines as well they are designed to be given when that baby toddler child is teenager is most at risk of getting that infectious disease so Vaccines that are offered in this country really should be taken um, on board when you think, you know, there are other countries where, you know, there's, there isn't a robust program or you've got, you know, mothers trekking, you know, for, for miles barefooted to just to go somewhere to get their child vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And we've got it on our doorstep. Indeed. Indeed. Your comments, A.G.? Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's a really touching point um, that's just been made. So I've, I've been out to Malawi, which is uh, a really challenged community, a community that struggles even with clean water and, and HIV is rampant. Um, you're absolutely right. Even to see a, not even a clinician, but a nurse, a health practitioner, anyone that works in the health sector is a real rarity. I think some of the statistics shown that one in a thousand people would ever see a healthcare practitioner. Um, in their lives to 70% rural community um, and, and just to be able to get the provision that we get in this country absolutely it's a, it's a real blessing and a, a real opportunity for us. Um, it would be really interesting to actually understand what the uptake has been so far as well and just to go over the process because I'm not sure I've, I've had a number of questions from parents and others asking about um, the process either they've not received the letter in the bag um, through their children or they're unsure about whether their school's participating. So it, it would be really good if you just recap the process. Like you're going to receive a letter, you have to select a particular option um, and what the process is at the school and how many of the schools, that, thanks very much for sharing the schools that you've completed already. But have you got any numbers around consent forms, what volumes you've seen at those schools? And if so, could we use that as a wake-up call for those that haven't already taken action? Because the programme itself hasn't started yet, we're not we're not starting out of the schools till the beginning of October, so nearly there. But what we make sure we do is that the consent forms going out to school are usually four weeks before their vaccination session, and the schools do know what date their vaccination sessions are on. Um, if we give parents too long a time, then I know myself as a parent, the form gets put on the side and then I forget about it. So that's why we want to make sure that we've given them a good time frame to be able to, to fill out those forms and get them back to us. But I can certainly, once we start getting the forms back, show you the um, sort of responses that we're getting from um, parents, um, Abdul, most definitely. Because what you've been doing up to now, you've done some engagement sessions, mm. but you've not started actually vaccinating yet. No. You, you start vaccinating as from October. October, yeah. yeah. And, and these schools are? All of the schools that are in the, in the study, um, the 10 schools, should have had their consent forms yeah. go home by now. Um, and then I think the majority of the other schools that in Luton that will have had their schools are the special schools. Um, and then following that, they, the, the other mainstream schools um, will be getting their consent forms out. So when, when can you know, the, the parents expect to see a consent form in the bag? It will be four weeks before four their weeks. session. Um, 
is when we take them out to the schools and mm. then they will hand them out to the parents. Because our sessions go, we literally are every single day out at schools between October and December um, doing flu. Mm. So if your session's more December, then you're not going to get your form out probably till November time. So mm. just keep an eye out for it. The schools will know the dates of their sessions and mm. hopefully they're putting them on their websites. Um, if if you know. able to email me the mm. dates, I can. What I can do is that I can update that uh, dates on uh, the Facebook group. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. There, yes. As well as uh, some of the social media which we are doing, uh, that will be really good because then it, it will give those parents as well a wake up call that okay, let's keep an eye that, out for this. Keep yeah. an eye of that because sometimes kids don't bring those no. things in. Sometimes not every single schools uh, teachers and uh, principals are standing on the gate. Uh, no. asking parents how they are and what they are doing and so forth so and and we a bit kind of lucky in this sense uh, who, who like for example myself my child is going to a school where where the engagement is there uh, i have a couple of questions which sorry uh, i just been told that there are already some of the comments and questions there uh, i'll just like to read one of the comments is great show so far i did not know flu jab was yearly it is essential for me as well i'm a 22 year old healthy male to get a flu jab per year absolutely okay um second one is uh, great show uh, why uh, why don't baby get flu jabs Babies do get flu jabs from six months. They can't have a flu jab before the age of six months. Mm -hmm. But they are babies. It's not automatically. It's if a baby is um, at risk. Okay. So it's a baby who is at risk yeah. can get a flu jab yeah. from six months from onwards. Six months. And this is why it is really important for a pregnant woman to have a flu vaccination or pregnant woman. Mm. Because not only are they um, protecting themselves, but they're protecting their unborn baby. Because if the baby is then born and has respiratory problems or any you know uh, uh, problem, mm -hmm. health problem, if they're not vaccinated against flu mm -hmm. and they have a possible, you know, they could get it between naught and six months. Okay. And there's no, but if the mother's had the flu vaccination, she's giving the baby some protection. Perfect. If she's not, then the baby just have no, has no protection. Okay. Uh, one of the other questions says, uh, or comment says, please do this uh, in more schools. Thanks to Public Health England and all the partners. Uh, also, one of the questions says, Assalamu alaikum, thank you for the useful information. Just to confirm that 10 schools that are offering this uh, vaccines, uh, w w sorry, which 10 schools are offering this vaccine and the vaccine has no poke in it. My child goes to one of those 10 schools uh, you just named, but I refuse the vaccine. Uh, the consent form did not see, uh, did not see the opinion or option, sorry. The consent form I received did not have that option. Becky. Okay, and all the fo the forms that we've designed for these schools are very different. They've got two boxes at the bottom. The box on the left is for the nasal spray. The box on the right is for the injection, and it does say pork next to the nasal spray one and no pork with the lines through. Um, they're the forms that you should have received at school. Okay, I will uh, send you a, a, a copy of the form which we already have uh, on our. Uh, I'll, I'll text you uh, the forms uh, copy. So if you if you take fill mm. that form and take it to your school and have a word with your principal as well, or if requires, uh, uh, get in touch with us and we will yes. definitely try to explain that. Thank you so much for <laughs> both of you for coming today and Abdul uh, uh, AG 
Ji, thank you so much for uh, joining us as well, uh, taking time from your work uh, and, and spreading us the knowledge and information. Thank you so much thank again. You. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you very much. And this is all for today. We will be back again next week. Until next week, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.